Welcome to Denny Toratory is the World, my way. If you're a foodie, this is the show for you. Welcome, foodies. This is episode 11, Denny Tornator Eats the World, my way. I'm so pleased with the growth of this show. Uh, we're only on episode 11, but we're picking up listeners all around the world, in Germany, Puerto Rico, Canada. I mean, obviously, America is our biggest follower. But it's cool because, you know, this show is based out of Orlando, Florida. And I guess because people all travel to Disney World, they start looking for places, you know, what's the, what's going on in Orlando, and they find this show. So I get these listeners from around the world. It's really cool because then when they go to Disney, they stop at Tornitors and they say, hey, you know, I listen to the show. It really makes me happy. I love to see the growth. So we're just still getting started, though. we got a long way to go. Just did another killer workout. I'm down to 212, folks. Feeling good, looking good. Just staying positive, you know. Uh, restaurant business is very stressful, but if you stay positive and you, and you do good, karma comes back for you, and, and it always carries me through. So what are we going to do today? We're going to take you on a trip, a trip that I took. This was actually a few months back. My family and I went on this trip, and I've been dying to review it because it was fantastic. Uh, we went to Asheville, North Carolina, because we love the mountains, okay? I typically would take the kids probably for the last four years, either Tennessee, North Carolina, Blue Ridge Mountains, Smoky Mountains. I love to get up out of the, I'm around people all the time, you know, constantly, which I love. I'm a people person. But, you know, take a week, go into the woods. If you're going camping or, or you got a little cabin or whatever, just decompress, folks. You need it. You come back rejuvenated. So this trip, uh, it was Maria, myself, and my daughters, Izzy and Leah. We're going to Asheville, and we're going to drive there because the reason I'm going to drive there is because I'm a foodie, and I want to bring coolers of things. I also want to bring a gun. I also want to bring, you never know what you're going to run into. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no country folk, you know? got to make sure no deliverance crap's going to happen. So I got to protect my family. But like I said, more importantly, I want coolers of killer food so I can cook on an open flame in the woods. I want to bring bottles and bottles of wine. You know, I want to, I want to I do it right. You know, so we pack up the car, we jump in the car and we're driving. Now I do all the driving because I don't trust anybody else in the car, Maria, to drive. Um, And the kids are too young. Matter of fact, I have to teach Izzy to drive this weekend she asked me dad could you please teach me to drive sunday i'm like oh my god i'm getting so old that'll be for another episode because i'm literally petrified to ride in the car with this kid but driving to north carolina it's a beautiful drive once you get up into out of the georgia area you start getting into those mountains man it's so beautiful i love driving through those mountains but we made the touristy mistake of stopping at a place called Bucky's. And now the reason we stopped was because there was 400 signs about Bucky's. Oh, you got to go to Bucky's. Got to go to Bucky's. And as the exit was coming up, I said, you know, we need gas. You guys want to get a snack? See what this place is about? Never again. Never again. It's a freaking store that shows the slob of humanity. Like, humans are slobs. It was like a pile of sandwiches, right? They're making sandwiches as fast as they can and throwing them in a pile. And humans are running up like wild animals and taking from this pile. And then they're going and buying fudge, every kind of fudge you could imagine. Every kind. They had a wall of jerky. 
every animal, you name an animal, I bet you I had a jerky of it. And talk about swag. I mean, these people are making millions and millions and millions of dollars. It's basically a truck stop that doesn't allow trucks. And man, oh man, does people really let their hillbilly out in that place. I mean, talk about slob. I got some candy. I got some things, you know. But my God, people are fighting over fudge sandwiches. And I mean, you talk about people watching, go to Bucky's and people watch. Don't, you don't even got to buy anything. I did it once. I'm never going again. So we were going to a place called Cashiers, which is about a half hour outside of Asheville. A great friend of mine, Boo McKinnon, uh, she's, she's a big, big time name here in Orlando. As far as the restaurant world goes, there's a chain of restaurants called Bubaloo's barbecue down here. Fantastic. Um, her, she owned them, and uh, I believe she might have one more. She was she's she's getting ready to retire, so she's she's getting rid of the stores. Well, she owns a place. She calls it the Barn, and it's in Cashiers, literally on up in the mountain. I mean, your your phones ain't working. This is this is country. This is why you go to get away. Now, this barn was built in the eighteen hundreds. It's really cool because she modernized it to where the old hayloft is a bedroom. So it's open. You know, if you got to be a little voyeuristic, you know, there, there's a room downstairs. The kids got to be, have some privacy in there, but man, talk about relaxing. There's a beautiful Creek that goes right through the property and you can, you can open the windows and just let the air. It's good, clean air. You're in the mountains, you know, this is not city air. So we got there, it was nighttime. So I didn't really get to see the beauty yet. And, I get up the next day and I look out the window and I'm just taking in all the beauty of the mountains. And then a freaking llama walks by. Hey, llamas live out here? What's happening? So apparently there was a bad storm years ago and some guy had a llama farm from somewhere up there in the mountains. This llama escaped during the storm, went to this yard and has lived there ever since. Um, so Larry the llama, shout out to you, bro. I'll be back to see you. But why did we go? We went for Asheville, okay? Maria loves Asheville. She swore by Asheville, like, wait till you see Asheville. So great culinary scene, apparently. Uh, really cool town. So we drive from Cashiers to Asheville, and it's a beautiful mountain drive. You get into Asheville, and it's literally exactly what I thought it was going to be. Very hipster town. You know, if you got a curly mustache and tight jeans, you are going to fit right in. Um, but it's really, really cool. Weed is legal there, so that's cool. But it's, it's not, like, douchey. It's really, really cool, laid-back town, you know, music-influenced, food-influenced. So we did some research because, you know, we're foodies. This is what we do. No, the first place we were going to go to was an actual staple there called Tapulo Honey. This place was highly, highly rated, and I got to say, it was very, very good. Now, we started out with some cocktails. First off, I got to say, the service there was top-notch. You know, when, you go to, when you're an out-of-towner and you go to a place you've never been, and they can tell you're not from there. They looked at us. They took one look at my family, and they were like, where are you guys from? Well... When a server takes the time to tell you their story, guide you through the menu, I really appreciate that. And it makes the whole dining experience so much better. And that's what happened here. Great service. 
walked us through the menu, gave us their story, and guided us to have a great, we had like a brunch there. Now, Maria got a Tupulo honey margarita. And whenever I can't decide on a, because they had a lot of cool drinks, um, but I just had a vodka soda because, you know, that's just my go-to if I'm going to be drinking for the marathon long day type of thing. But the food, my God, we ordered, we started out with some of the fried green tomatoes. They're called the famous fried green tomatoes and they were great. They're panko crusted. They have like a roasted red pepper sauce over like heirloom grips, oh, grips, grits. I can't even say the word because I hate grits so much. And the grits, the heirloom grits have goat cheese. Now the tomato crunchy, juicy, they were, they were, they were still firm. They're not mushy, you know, but you know. I, I'm sure if you're a grit lover, you would have loved the grits. I hate grits. I'm against grits. I think they should be banned from the world. You can put golden flakes that taste like chocolate and give you an orgasm on grits, and I'll still hate them. I've tried them every way. I, I just can't do it. So sorry, but the tomato is fantastic. We also started out with some fried pickles. The fried pickles were some of the best I've ever had. You can tell they're fresh made. These are not any frozen Cisco crap. You know what I mean? Like I, I love when people take the time to do things right. The kids got some chicken and waffles, the classic. Um, and I got to say, done right, man. They're, they're honey dusted with the buttermilk waffles, juicy chicken. You know, they're not super spicy, which is good because these are for kids. You know, I've got the Tupulo's famous bone-in fried chicken. I got the original with the bee dust, they call it. Now, it's this nice seasoning they make. Talk about crispy and delicious, juicy chicken. This is, I mean, you're in North Carolina. This is fried chicken country. Barbecue and fried chicken, things like that. They're nailing it this, in this area. We got some mac and cheese, some green beans. Um, Maria got the sweet and spicy sriracha honey sauce on her chicken. Excellent. Again, we all got fried chicken because this place is known for it. Overall, it is a must stop. It was fantastic. Um, if you're in Asheville, this is this place is popular for a reason. You know, it's been there for a while. They're slammed. So, Denny Tornator eats the world. My way, listeners. If you're in Asheville, I definitely would stop at the Tupulo Honey. What else do you do in Asheville? Well, there's one thing that I did that I still think about. This the Biltmore House. It's a museum. Now, the Biltmore House, you probably all have heard of it, but if you haven't been, it's it's America's largest house. Now, it sits on 8,000 acres, okay? So it's still family-owned. You better be ready to walk and and learn, okay? if So, like, this is still a family-owned home, okay? George Vanderbilt was built. Well, he was born in Staten Island, you know? And after visiting the Blue Ridge Mountains in 1888, he fell in love with that area. He began the construction in 1889, and on Christmas Eve in 1895, he opened this house for his friends and family. Now, let me tell you about, and it, it, I was in awe, okay? Seven, 75 acres is a garden. You, so you could take, you could spend the whole, you could spend a week there and not see the whole place, okay? So you got to kind of pick what you want to see. The garden will take you all day. 75 acres of garden is incredible. But the house, I mean, you got to get tickets for the tour in advance, okay? And be ready to walk and be ready to nerd out because I was nerding out. I, I could go on for days talking about this place, but I'll just give you some of the highlights, okay? First off, 
when you park, you got to walk a ways to get to the house. Okay. This, this area is massive. When you first see the house, you're like, wow, that's a big house. Okay. But you don't realize the actual size because it's almost an illusion. It's like when you, it's like when you go to Vegas and you're at one hotel and you see the other one and you're like, oh, that, that hotel's right there. But it's just so big and you start walking. You're like, oh my God, no, it's not right there. It's just, it's just massive. That's what happens at the Biltmore. When you come over, come up to the driveway, you're like, oh, wow, it's, yeah, it's a big house. And then you start walking and walking and it's getting bigger and bigger. Like, holy crap. So the size is super impressive. Now, the dining room in that house is probably the coolest dining room I've ever seen. Now, I'd say 100-foot ceiling, all kinds of animal heads on the wall, massive fireplaces, chandeliers. The table is set incredibly, and all, you can't help but to walk through that room. Now, you could take, like, audio tours and stuff as you go, but I'm more nostalgic. I like to just go in, look, and kind of think, like, damn, 100 years ago. I mean, the presidents were eating here. Every big shot, the parties that would go on in this house. I mean, this guy, George Vanderbilt, had so much money, he didn't know what to do with type of dinners that were served at this dining room, I can't help but to just be in awe. Another great room that blew me away was the library. Now, a lot of, it's all wood and dark brown and red velvet and books. I mean, you're picturing, you know, a bookshelf, right? I'm talking bookshelf on top of bookshelf, on top of bookshelf with ladders and little walkways so you can get to the books. Fireplaces are in every room. This place is incredible. The library was something to see. The kitchen, the kit. So back when this kitchen was built, this was very innovative equipment. I'll post. You got to check out the pictures. I'll, I'll put a picture of the dining room, the library, and the, uh, this old stove that they have. You can tell what they basically do is you light a fire, and there's a spigot. You put the meat on there. It spins around. It's like almost an old first edition food, like a like a like a hood system. But it's you know it's very old school. It, it, very incredible for the times. They had an indoor pool there that is just so old and cool looking. You can tell back when it was built, this was like top of the line. And what's really cool is they outside of the pool area, there's these separate quarters for men and women. Because back then, women, you're not allowed to change in front of anybody. You're not wearing a bikini or nothing like that. So they have these little changing rooms where the women would not, you know, you're coming out in a towel, you're going in there. Like, there was really rules about it. They had a lot of rooms where it was just just chilling rooms. You know, you come in here, and this is where you sit with your friends after dinner. They would have a room for before dinner, cocktails. They would have the dining room for dinner. Then they would have a room for smoking a cigar and reading a book after. Huge hallways of tons of bedrooms and stuff for people, your guests to stay. It was really incredible. And, uh, some of the facts you learned during this tour are absolutely so cool. Like uh, World War II, they, you know, we were scared. We, we were going to be under attack. So what the government did was they took all the really precious art from the Smithsonian and the White House, and they smuggled it down to the Biltmore, and they hid it in there and didn't tell anybody, you know, because they were concerned that the White House was going to go under attack or something. So really great history. I mean, my goodness. Another cool thing to do, there's a there's another town up there called Cherokee. Cherokee is another beautiful drive through the mountains. And <laughs> this is funny, we're not we're on our way there. I I lock the brakes and pull over and they're like, what's happening? Because what the F? I saw 
it was probably f uh, 15 of these animals, big, big animals. Now, I'm not even sure what they are to this day. Some sort of moose, elk, I don't know. But they're massive horse meets moose meets, I don't know, chupacabra. It's, there was a lot of them, okay? Now, they're, I don't mess around with big animals like that. But as soon as the girl saw them, we got to get out. We got to take pictures of them. So I'm going to post pictures of these things. Maybe you guys can tell me what the hell they are. But they're not scared of people, I'll tell you that. Because <laughs> these things were walking around Cherokee. Like, they're at the gas station. They're, they're there. We went out to eat. I was like, oh, there they are again. Just walking through the town. So in Cherokee, there is a really cool waterfall. I'll post a picture of that as well. You should definitely check that out because it's a really nice hike to get up to it. Cherokee's a very Native American-influenced little town, okay? Now, as far as food goes, this is a food show. I, I had a horrible experience in Cherokee, and I hate to, you know, I, I just tell it how it is. But we found a place. We were looking, where can we eat? We're out here, you know, we did this hike. We're hungry now, you know? I need a beer. We found a place called Native Brews. Now, Maria especially was very, very excited to go there because she's Mrs. Girl Power, and this is a female-owned sports bar-themed restaurant that prides themselves on their local beers and this and that well service was absolutely atrocious okay now this happens when you have kids sometimes now i'll tell you right now i was the best tipper in that place by far okay and i'm not tooting my own horn i just know if you, I, i'm in the business you know i know I, you take care of people you know i know how hard this business is well i think what happened is typical i walk in you got two young Two kids with me, a seven-year-old and a 14-year-old, and they're kind of looking at me like, oh, that's going to be a shit table, whatever. Well, you're wrong because you treat us right. And, you know, we were coming out of the woods off a hike, so I might not be all dressed up, but I'm a foodie. I'm there to eat. I'm there to tip. I'm there to have a beer. Well, Maria gets a margarita that is so sweet. it's It will burn your stomach if you drink it, right? And I go for one of their local beers. I'm excited. I need a cold beer after that long hike. Beer was flat, somewhat warm. I was like, what the hell? So I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's hope the food's good, you know? We get some cheese curds, fried cheese curds for the kids. The garbage. They, they, they were not even hot. Well, then something stood out to me, and I, I said, wow, that sounds interesting. Got me. Fried deviled eggs. You ever hear of fried deviled eggs? I mean, it sounds interesting. How do you eat fried deviled eggs? Well, Whoever thought of this, like if you're the owner, right? And the chef comes to you and says, hey, I've got this great idea, fried deviled eggs. And I thought, well, make them for me. It sounds interesting. And then when you taste what he made, what I ate that day, you should have threw them deviled eggs at the chef. And then you should have told the chef to get the hell out of the restaurant. What are you doing? Basically, they boil eggs. They cut them in half. They take the white that you would normally put the, the yellow inside of and then eat it as a deviled egg. They breaded and fried the white part, and then they took it from the fryer, and then they squeezed the deviled egg part into the fried freaking, my God, horrifying. We got some pork wing, like, riblet things. I'm telling, and I hate the trash place. These were literally just a, bun a, a pile of bones and chewy gristle. Uh, I, I don't know if they had an off day or if they just don't like people. 
And then to top it all off, I got this disgusting shit sandwich. And the disgusting shit sandwich basically consisted of white bread with a piece of ham. It was almost like a play on a BLT. It was like country ham with lettuce and fried green tomato, which were the exact opposite of Tupulo's uh, fried green tomato. These things were soggy and disgusting. Again, hate to trash a place, but what? what? I, when you see the photos, you're going to say, what the hell? So... I'm not going to recommend that place at all. So we go, I and then I, it ruins my day. And then I'm like, damn it. I hate, I don't mind spending money on food. I've been to a linear, I've been to a mall. I've spent thousands on dinner before. I'll pay, oh, and I've also been on the side of the street and had amazing hot dogs in this area for $2. But when I go and I spend a couple hundred dollars and it's shit and I'm just like mad, it just rubs me the wrong way. So I said to the girls, I said, you know what? Let's not let it get you down. Let's go back to the barn and I'm going to cook something and we'll have a little family time. Okay. So jump in the car from Cherokee. We're out of there Buy crazy animals. I don't know what the hell that was. We did buy some really cool native American artifact stuff. They have some really cute little shops and stuff. I really enjoyed that. You know, we got the kids doing their dream catchers and all that fun stuff. So we did all and the, Izzy and Leah are into the crystals and rocks right now. So I'm spending so much money on damn stones. So, we go back to the barn. We bust out the BB guns. The kids are target practicing. Got a beautiful hammock there. They're, they're swinging around in the hammock. It's starting to get dark out. Dad makes a fire. We're out here telling ghost stories and making s'mores. It, it was a really nice family time. Made some steaks. Drank some wine. And we just really had a great night at the barn. So, Boo, thanks again for the, for the great place because we really appreciated it. So, there is a gem in Asheville, I have to talk about. Now, my buddy Tom Love told me about this place. He said, if you're going to Asheville, they're known for barbecue, and 12 Bones is the king. Okay? So 12 Bones is in Asheville. And where the name comes from is, you know, it would surprise you because a full rack of ribs has 12 bones. Okay? Now, now that I told you that, if you didn't know already, watch when you go out how restaurants rip you off. You say, oh, I'll take a full rack of rib. There'll be 10, sometimes only eight bones. That's not a full rack of ribs. A rack of ribs has 12 bones. I get it. If you're going to cut them in eight, then you can call that a full rack and charge people for it. But now you're getting an extra half rack for free. The restaurant's going to make money. Two of those makes an extra order. I get it. We all got to make money. But don't call it a full rack if it's not a full rack. Just say, you know, a larger or small order. I don't know what you want to call it. But full rack of ribs has 12 bones. That's where the name 12 bones comes from. We had an incredible lunch here. Talk about doing barbecue right. Let me tell you, I had a pulled pork sandwich. It was almost like Philly style with onions and peppers. Juicy, delicious. Loved it. The bonnet came on, held up enough to where you could actually eat the thing, you know? We had, and it's really cool because they say they have on the menu, you can just get just a taste of whatever meat. So I got a taste of the brisket. It comes in a little bowl. Got some mac and cheese, some green beans. Um, this food goes so good. With a nice cold beer. But what Maria got was the star of the show. Blueberry Chipotle ribs to die for. Let me tell you something. 12 Bones knows how to make some ribs. Holy moly. It was so good. And the beer was cold. And it wasn't flat. And it went great with these freaking ribs. We sat back after we finished. The kids were looking at us like, you slobs. I got barbecue sauce on my face and hands. I'm pounding these beers. Me and Maria are looking at each other like, yes, this is why we came here. 
It was very like romantic and gross at the same time. Well, I got to say 12 bones to Pulo honey must stops. I would say skip native brews unless you like fried deviled eggs and warm beer, but I'm going back. I'm going back. I, I love the mountains. Um, we talked about skipping the mountains this year and the kids want to go to like Hawaii or New York. Like the little one's never been to New York. I've been, to, I've been to New York five times this year, but, and we also have a one we're going to be reviewing about flushing New York coming up soon. It was really great Asian experience. We did with our great friends, tiger and uh, Paula, but we're going to wrap this episode up with a wine review what am i drinking right now <laughs> because i'm old school sometimes i go back to my roots when it comes to wine and i like them big napa cabs now uh, when i say that i mean done right not these mass produced ones that just oak the hell out of it and i'm talking about the ones that do it right and one by one they're all selling out out there and commercializing but i would say chapelet Cab from Napa Valley. I've been drinking it for so many years. Three decades of this cab has been a staple for this company. Now, and, the, and the reserve, the Chapelet Reserve, holy moly. If, it, it's expensive, but man, if you're on a special occasion, get a bottle of that. But just the regular one is what I'm drinking right now. And, you know, it ages great. It, it's, see, the dry, rocky soils from the Pritchard Hill. They produce a small, intensely flavorful grapes, okay? They're deep, deep purple. And you get these great aromas of blackberry, chocolate, espresso, a little anise. And on the palate, it's just what you're looking for from them Napa caps. Oak, black cherry, hints of clove and licorice. And you get these nice velvety tannins. Oh, man, I'm like drinking. I'm literally like loving this wine right now. I highly recommend it with a big fat steak. You you get a bottle of this Chapelet, okay? Open it two hours before you're going to drink it. Decant it if you want. But two hours after opening, get that grill nice and hot. Season that steak. Don't get stupid with your steak. I'm talking about salt, pepper. Maybe I like to put a little granulated garlic maybe. But don't marinate it for two freaking days. You're ruining it, okay? Take that steak out about an hour before you're going to cook it. Like I said, my, my, my go-to is a little olive oil, salt, pepper, granulated garlic. Get that steak room temperature. Get that wine opened up. Get that grill nice and hot. Sear it each side a little bit. Get that fat cooking. Oh, my God. I'm getting so hungry. I'm actually going to do what I'm talking about right now. So see you guys next time. I'm going to grill a ribeye and finish this bottle of wine. If you head out to Asheville, stop at the Biltmore and nerd out. Hey, I'll see you guys next week. If you liked what you heard today, please like, comment, and subscribe for more. And go follow our Facebook page where you can see all the photos from our episodes.